We have a new WWE champion, a new NXT North American champion, and a new NWA women's champion. But you still have us, your same old hosts. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun, and he's the drunken Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. And this is the WrestleGen Podcast. Do you quit. Come on, quit. Please, Chris, quit. One, two, is this on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. There's no quit over here. You got to choke out my brother to get me to quit. And I don't have a brother. <laughs> uh, what's going on, fellas? Uh, nothing much, man. Just sitting here um, enjoying a little bit of um, Margaritaville tequila with uh, some Simply Raspberry Lemonade. Yeah, I've got a uh, iced tea from Cookout. He's drinking whatever's in his brother's fridge. Uh, well, that's <laughs> definitely not true because I would be, I would not go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, I think there's like every single version of alcohol on his uh, bar stool cabinet. Plus whatever's in his refrigerator, which is a ton of beer, so I'd be so wasted I would throw up tonight. He should have invited us over, man. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, one one dog would kill you, so uh-huh. it wouldn't really work out that way. Hey, fuck that dog. Um <laughs> she she does not like males too much. Is that why you're safe? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I set myself up for that one. <laughs> oh, that's great. This, hey, this right. you like this, Garrett. I'm undefeated in every match I've had with a dog. <laughs> I don't do um, <laughs> I've been bit twice. <laughs> okay. And he's not denying there was wasn't peanut butter involved. <laughs> usually oh, I'm on that note. Usually I'm the I'll one in the gutter. Uh, usually. <laughs> Go ahead and make sure you're following us on social media. Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds. Twitter at WrestleGettingPod with one D. Facebook.com slash WrestleGettingPod with one D as well. Uh, for some cool stuff on there. And to vote for what show you like for the WrestleGun Wrestling Federation, be sure to definitely be following us on Twitter for that. 
Um, go ahead and check out redbubble.com slash people slash WrestleGeddon Podcast to buy some cool-ass merch. We got some pretty cool shirts up there. Um, working on a couple other designs that will be up there at some point in the near future. But we will we'll let you know when that comes up. Plus, that's another reason to be following us on social media so you know when stuff like that is available. Um, also, check out the website, russellgettingpodcast.wordpress.com for some cool stuff there. All right. And also, be sure to follow our friends, the Run-In Podcast, at Instagram, at the Run-In, uh, Twitter, at Run-In Podcast, Chick Foley Show, at Instagram, at Chick Foley, and Twitter, at Chick Foley Show, Cheat Heat and Cheat, Cheap Heat and Cheap Pops, Twitter, C-H Heat pops and instagram at wwr podcast and jimmy king be sure to follow jimmy king on twitter at king will rule you (laughs) uh let's see i don't have anything follow up from last week at all really not much honestly yeah i don't think really anything Except for what stuff we're going to talk about on the show. I finally see yeah, Raw. <laughs> All right. Carl finally Ooh, watched Raw. Carl. <laughs> you watched the worst one. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, but we'll get in that later. Oh, it was, it was, there were some high points, yeah. but it the was high point for low. me was one long. Oh, we'll get into it. Okay. All right. So I got another follow up. You guys don't have any. So let's jump in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-454-HULK. ECW legend Tracy Smothers has passed away. Um, it was reported October 28th. Um, I don't remember. It was, was there like, a cause of it was death in that? Complicated. Or they that said so like he had lymphoma, um, but it was supposed to be like non-life like threat, life threatening. But then he also had like some kind of like high blood pressure because he had hernia surgery or something. It's convoluted mm. it's not corona though like everybody else damn okay. glad it's a plus all right uh so at this point um like we do when any time a uh, superstar passes away we'll take a brief moment of silence All right. Um, Tracy Smothers, definitely one of those guys that really haven't seen anything negative on him at all. On a high praise, he definitely was not a fan of JBL. Wait a um, minute. Considered him a this bully. guy like JBL. And, oh, he's uh, my new favorite. He's my new favorite. Tra- <laughs> not too many yeah. people like JBL. Yeah, Tracy Smothers. Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was not a fan of, especially when um, of how JBL treated Lumini 
and that uh that brawl at the end of one night stand. He like deliberately busted Blue Meanie open. So definitely not a fan. But um I remember Tracy Smothers mainly from his days in ECW as part of the FBI with a uh, little Guido, uh Big Sal, and of course Tracy Smothers. I just always remember like him walking in front and you had Big Sal and then little Guido was on Sal's shoulders during their uh, entrance stuff. Like some of the little bit of fuse that they've had with uh, the triple threat and like a couple other teams. So. Yeah, and you can't forget his uh, run in the uh, right. Nation of Domination in USWA as uh, Shaquille Ali. And then at some point, at some point, somebody <laughs> told me he wrestled a bear. I don't know if this is true or not. But if anyone has like footage or know where we can find that, um, please, you know, tweet at us or, you know, DM us on Facebook or something uh, and share that video with us. Be cool. Oh, nope. never mind. You know, Chris has got it. It is literally yeah, like why, less than two minutes. I, I wouldn't think like a, a match involving a bear would be like two minutes long. <laughs> this, this happened in Birmingham, Makes Alabama. Sense. It's like the best place to do a, a fucking match. Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. Yep. Uh, let's see. From Continental by way of pro wrestling, Gordon Soleil on commentary. <laughs> Some of these comments are hilarious. <laughs> One guy says, "Don't know where this commentator got his info from." I was once putting a mean figure four by a bear. Luckily, I was able to counter. <laughs> Pulling onto my stomach, and the bear ended up tapping out. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome! But he's like, the bear's not even that big. Like, it's almost like he's definitely not a full adult bear. He's like, yeah, I mean, probably he probably don't want to die. But uh, yeah, yeah, probably not. But didn't like. He's not the only one that wrestled a bear, though. Didn't um, George Animal Steel wrestle a bear? But yeah. All right. So, yeah, Tracy Smothers wrestled a bear. And then now it's showing me, like, Tracy Smothers versus Taz. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah, you can find some of that stuff on YouTube if you're looking to learn more about Tracy Smothers. Um, you can definitely find any of the ECW stuff on the WWE Network. We have that as well. Uh, he's a pretty solid wrestler from what I remember, especially, like I said, with his yeah. um, ECW days. And watching that two-minute yeah, clip, still, you know, he really gave it to that bear. Mountain wrestling on there. Um, it, uh, he might be on some of that, too. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. There's some uh, some stuff that you guys can watch. Um, a bit of uh, good news. We do have a. I want to give a shout out to one of our new followers. 
on Twitter, and that is none other than the former NWA Women's Champion, yes. Thunder Rosa. Like one of the best women's wrestlers out there today. Oh, yeah. Oh, but a bit of a rumor is floating around Thunder Rosa after she had lost the NWA Women's Championship to Serena Deeb um, on this week's uh, UWN Primetime, which we'll run down those results a little later in our quick and dirty get in the ring segment. Um, yeah, so she had asked for wrestling podcast recommendations. So I happened to see I happened to see it, and I tagged you know the Running Podcast, Chick Foley Show, um, Cheat Heat, and Cheat Pops. I tagged them in there as well, and then you know they tagged us. So we ended up picking up. Uh, she ended up following all three of our podcasts, uh, Twitter pages. Yeah. So it was actually pretty cool for her to do that. So so we got some uh, high caliber accolades going on here with Thunder Rosa, Sergeant Slaughter, Bushwhacker like Luke, Scotty Too Hotty, the cream of the crop. <laughs> now if we can get Zicky yeah. Dice to follow us I think we'll be golden which on that note uh, quick mention to Zicky Dice big congrats to him as he got married over the weekend oh, I did tweet that out um, to congratulate him and he liked the tweet so that was pretty cool um, he managed he always likes our tweets like when we tag him and stuff but you know he never follows us like Zicky you need to follow us like we're pretty awesome Lots of good fun. And that's that's all I got for news. Like, there's really nothing. Like, I'm telling you guys about, like, Twitter followers. Like, you guys actually care about that, though. I mean. <laughs> uh, but uh, I can give you our final brutal match recommendation for the month of October to close out your Halloween weekend. This one is one of the most legendary matches of all time that set the precedent by which all other bloody matches are judged. And this is the Great Muda versus Hiroshi Hayes from December 4th, 1992. So these guys wrestled like, like Great Muda was like completely like busted open, blood everywhere. This is one of the bloodiest matches in wrestling history to the point where they created a scale off of this match to rate how bad, how badly somebody gets busted open. And it's called the Muda scale. Interesting. Interesting. Crazy. Like this match was brutal. Like, amazing and that it's still like there's not been another wrestling match that has been as bloody as this one yeah it's pretty awesome all right but uh yeah that's pretty much all i got for news this week looks like there wasn't there wasn't that much no news that's your uh brutal recommendation uh, let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick break then, and we'll be back with our Get in the Ring segment. We'll run down some uh, Hell in the Cell. We got Bound for Glory that happened over the weekend. Both of those. We'll talk a little bit more about Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Got some uh, in, more impact news. All kinds of stuff. 
So stay tuned and we'll be right back. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. Guys, let's get in the ring. Oh, SmackDown. SmackDown. There's really, there wasn't a whole lot with SmackDown besides like Sasha. Sasha was able to get Bailey to sign the contract. Um, by... What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, dude, my bad. <laughs> the hell, man. <laughs> So Sasha gets Bailey to sign a contract by putting her like an arm bar through a chair or some shit. So Bailey signs it. So the match is set for Sunday for Hell in a Cell. Um, Roman Reigns laid out stipulations for his I Quit match with Jey Uso, and Rollins beat Murphy. So I don't really, I don't know. It, it's tough to watch SmackDown when it's on a Friday night. Like it was better when they had it on Tuesday. Thursday, like one of those nights where there's really not much going on. But uh, so we go to SmackDown, then we go to Hell in a Cell. So we had the what was the pre show? Pre show was what the R Truth thing, yeah. The R Truth, R Truth, that was uh, okay. Okay, so R Truth versus Drew Gulak, R Truth retains 24 7 title. Uh, then we had Jeff Hardy versus Elias of the uh. Main show, um, Elias ended up picking up the win on that one. That didn't kick off the main show. That didn't kick off the main show? No. That was on the pre-show too? No, 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 no. The main show was um, began oh. with the first hair on the cell of the Roman Reigns uh, Jey Uso match. Oh, I think I just copied and pasted shit. So, okay. Um, okay. So, <laughs> that's right. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso held in the cell. I for the Universal Championship, um, which Ray, Ray, <laughs> Ray Uso, <laughs> Roman Reigns picks up the win on that one, uh, forcing Jay to say, I quit um, after trying to choke out Jimmy. Um, I know Carl hated this match. <laughs> yes, I did. The, the overall match itself wasn't that great. Like the only thing that really made this compelling in any way 
was the storytelling leading up to this match and even like the the story after this match and during like just the story itself was the only compelling thing with this like i don't understand yeah, having um, why they, like there's no point in having i quit inside of hell in a cell yeah and, well there wasn't no point in having either stipulation because like number one uh like it shouldn't have been a hell in a cell match because they may be like occasionally threw each other like against the cell a couple times maybe even if they did that like I can't three remember. or four times it was a couple times um but for the main part like for the main thing like it like it shouldn't have been a hell in a cell match um because it wasn't a hell in a cell match uh number two it shouldn't have been an i quit match uh because it definitely wasn't an i quit match um my wife, uh, who, uh, you know, watched wrestling back during the end of the Attitude, kind of beginning of the uh, Ruthless Aggression era, was watching this with me. And she's like, uh, why keep asking him if uh, he quits if he really didn't do anything? Like, he didn't hit him with a chair or anything. He just, you know, was punching him and stuff. And I was just like, well, you know, WWE's kind of, I mean, uh, not as hardcore as it used to be, um, but uh, I mean, Thanks. yeah, the the com- the commentary was horrible because every time they did a move, like there was like, well, this is a uh, the point in the match where you'd go for a pin, but you can't because it's a I quit match. Like after every fucking move, uh, except for like the very <laughs> it it wasn't it wasn't the first move, but it might have been the second move where like Roman Reigns hits him in the stomach, and they're like. Yeah, Roman Reigns is in uh, a certain dominance, and it's like, no, dude, it's like the second move of the match. Like, he's not in certain dominance. Like, no. <laughs> um, another thing that was like a big pet peeve of mine was the I quit stipulation. So, um, Jay chokes out uh, Roman Reigns after this like really good Indian strap match that broke out in the middle of the Hell in a Cell match. He chokes him out. <laughs> Roman Roman Reigns is kind of like lifeless, you know, like he's you know playing dead. And they're like, "Hey, Roman, do you quit?" And he's like, "The head of the table, or whatever." And they like don't call the match. But then uh, Roman Reigns later puts Jay Uso in a submission. Um, and then, uh, what was he like? Kick him with some steps, or uh, kicks his head in between some steps on the pole, or whatever. And the referee. Oh, uh, we lost Carl in mid rant. <laughs> like every all I time. To say, all I was gonna say <laughs> is, this is shit. It's all shit. It's garbage shit. No one cares about this shit. This sucked. Yeah, it was Roman sucked. The match sucked. Like, I think their match at last one's pay-per-view was much better than this one. Right. Like, I think it's because, like, you know, we, we haven't seen them wrestle each other before. So that's what made it interesting. Right. I think they put so way too much emphasis on the story and, like, less emphasis on, like, okay, what are we actually going to do in this match? Like, what? who's taking yeah. what bumps? Who's doing what in this match? Well, the... But the biggest thing with that, like, if they didn't put the emphasis on the story, 
like it would have been much worse than what it was, in my opinion. I agree. Well, because they decided to put the emphasis on the story, it made it a little, it made it watchable. Oh. Awesome. 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 Where? Take Carl 20 minutes to get back on here with us. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Let's talk about the, the biggest thing. Well, well, the biggest thing at the end of that match, too, was seeing Afla and Sika, the Wild Samoans, come out. Right. Like, I, I really like, I enjoyed that. They're basically, you know, handing over the torch to Roman, like, hey, you're the, you're the head Samoan now. You're, you're the tribal chief, buddy. Oh, but now the thing is, though, too, since Jay said he I quit, he basically has to do whatever Roman tells him to do. They both do. Yeah, they both do. So they forcibly got put into a stable with Roman. Yep. Damn it. This shit never fails whenever I go on a rant. Like I, the second thing drops my, my fucking call. That's literally what we said, too. That's. <laughs> well, it's like every time, where, where did I end up at? Like, where did I cut off at? Uh, kicking, kicking Jay's head between the steps and the steel, and the ring post. Yeah, and then um, the ref called the match, right? So technically, it's over right there. The ref's like, "I'm calling the match." Like it being the I quit match, so there's no like pinfall or anything. But then Roman attacks him, and it's like. You can't do that because he already called the match. Like that'd be like, uh, you know, in a regular match, like if you hit the the dude before he rung the bell or something, like the match doesn't count or something. Or like if you attack the ref after he counts the one, two, three, before the opponent uh, gets his hand raised or something, like the match isn't over or something. That was just stupid. Like the ref said, "I'm calling the match," so therefore wait, the match wait, is wait, over. Right wait, there. you mean like you mean like? Like somebody taking a really nasty bump and then they're calling the match and then he's like, Yeah, I'm okay, and then they restart the match. Well, no, they wins. called the match they called the match and it was over. There was no reason nobody came in and said the match was like restarted or anything. And then Did the bell ring? Huh? Did the ref ring the bell? So the ref doesn't in any match the ref doesn't ring the bell, it's the timekeeper that rings the bell. Well, I mean, like, did he call for the bell, though? He said, I'm calling the match. He's, the up, bell. he's mic'd up, and he's saying, I'm calling the match. And then, then therefore, the match is over. If he didn't call for the bell. That's what I'm saying. And the bell didn't ring. So, the match never ended. So, te- so, technically, so what you're saying, then, by that logic, is if you if you're in a regular match, and the ref counted one, two, three. That if he didn't get up and say ring the bell, like if you attacked him before the bell rings, then um, the, the 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 victory doesn't count. Yeah. No, no, that's never been the rules, man. Yeah. It, it ends when the ref calls it. <laughs> if that if that was the case, you could just run out there and just take the bell, and then you would never have to worry about losing the match. Well, more people should do that. Right. Well, anyways, anyways, <laughs> like the no, number one, you should be able to call a I quit match, anyways. But he did, so he called the match. So technically, the match is over there. And then, like 
gay. Just stand up and punch, kick him in the head, and the submission hold is done. Like you don't have to tap him on the leg gently and be like, "I quit, I quit." It's like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like you're right there beside. Now, like if Roman went outside the cage, and so Jay couldn't get to him or something, that's one thing. But like you're all both in the ring, like laying on. He's like Roman was literally like laying on top of him. It's like, dude, just stand up and kick him in the head. And then that's how you release the submission hold. But what they should have did, this is what they should have did, is if they wasn't going to, you know, live up to the stipulations of the match, they could have had a regular match. I'm fine with that. I love regular matches. Or if they wanted to do something something, uh, that would probably fit the storyline better, they should have did like a tribal match or something. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of like they was doing like the strap. They could have brought out Punjabi prison match. Yeah, they could have. They could have brought out. Well, not that. No, 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 don't. <laughs> but what I'm saying though is like, no, you know, what I'm no, saying? they no, could have brought no, out. No, they could have brought out the rest of their family, right? Had it be like a like a tribal council like match. You know what I'm saying? Lumberjack match. Maybe had like some fire or something. Maybe some Samoan dudes come out and dance a little bit before the match. Have it be like a ceremony. You know? Like, oh yeah, like we're. Yeah. We're declaring a chief, you know, during this match or whatever. And then they put the lay on them after the match is over, you know. Um, that definitely sounds like a better idea. And they're probably going to steal it and it'll happen next month. Well, they should do yeah. that. But that's what I'm saying. But, like, <laughs> that's the only thing I don't like about Roman Reigns. And they've been doing this for this, like, whole career is, like, they hype this shit. Like, oh, it's a I quit match in a hill in a cell, but it doesn't live up to what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it usually doesn't. But, um, yeah, but uh, before you came back on, we are talking about Alpha and Sika showing up at the end. Yeah, that was great. I wish they would have had more of their family there, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure you could pay them all a few bucks. They would have showed up. Maybe The Rock wouldn't, but you know, most of the family probably would have showed up. Honestly, I think they should have reached out to, um, like you were saying, like the whole tribal thing. They could have gotten more. Like if they're able to make like a one-time deal with New Japan to have G.O.D. show up and um, reach out to MLW and get, you know, Junior. Um, ah, who's the... Uh, Fatu in uh, MLW. I can't remember what his first name is, but you know, get these guys to show up on on this pay per view for one time, one time for five minutes. Come out with Alpha and Sika, and you know, hand the uh, you know the tribal position over to you know Roman. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying they, they all could have like stand around the like you know, what I'm saying they could have stood around the ring and it could have been something kind of like a like a lumberjack match, like almost, but it was like yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you tied it into like Samoa, like, oh, this is like a warrior match. Or, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Like, even in that same aspect, I would have been happy if Tamina came out with Alpha and Sika, too. Yeah. Like, seriously? Like, I don't know. They, it just makes me wonder what, what they do sometimes. They also, like, or the creative, yeah. Well, it much. came out to me like somebody just wrote but, uh, a story and they came out and just tried to act out the story because it had like way too much dialogue than like a normal match would have. 
which is okay. It's just it like it wasn't hardcore enough for me, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So cool. our predictions for this match, we all picked. We all picked Roman. Uh, we go into was the next match on the card. I think they the did. Next, all the next match. It was. may have been Hardy and Elias. Uh, yeah, it was my Hardy and Elias. I think. Um, Elias ended up winning that match. I think it was by it was by DQ, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yes. Hardy hit him with the guitar. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Carl picked Elias. Garrett and I both picked Jeff Hardy. Technically, I won. Is that right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which that? Uh, let's see. That, yeah, because there's only there. That match is another one that was like Jeff Hardy's been doing these good matches on SmackDown and Raw. Like we couldn't get a legit match between these two guys. Of course not. You got to have something to carry over the feud with. Yeah, remember Carl? He hit him. Jeff Hardy could very seriously hit him with the car. Remember? Yeah. He absolutely hit him with the car. <laughs> there wasn't like uh, proof no. that he didn't. Definitely did. <laughs> uh, let's see what do we have. I'm just going to go down the list of what I got in on here. So uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. We have Bobby Lashley defending the uh, United States Championship against Slapjack. Oh, match. A.K.A. Shane Thorne. Was it bad? It wasn't. Yeah, it bad. wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't, it bad. wasn't bad, but Definitely. it wasn't like a pay per view caliber match. Like in my opinion, no, it wasn't. No. Like out of all the members of Retribution, you know, with Dominic Dijakovic and um, freaking Dio Madden, you pick Shane Thorne to wrestle Bobby Lashley. But it, like, really, you couldn't put Dijakovic in there. But it did look good for Lashley though, just to come out there and dominate. Yeah. Well, it wasn't bad. Um, that was definitely better than Otis versus The Miz. Yep. <laughs> no. Which, <clears throat> which, you know what I apparently said? Apparently, they went to... This is the first thing I said to Carl afterwards. I said, so why do they do, it a few, like, do this when Tucker is on Raw and Otis is on SmackDown? I have to just speak that so you're... another thing that kind of pissed me off too is like they did this like right before the Bailey Sasha Banks match. So it's like you get the jealous tag team partner, and then they just air a, a fucking um, a promo about a jealous tag team partner. You know? Yeah. But the plus side to come out of this is Miz is now the Money in the Bank contract holder, so we'll actually be more believable with Miz cashing in the money in the bank contract on someone over Otis. Yeah, he's going to cash it on, in on Orton again. <laughs> yep. Which is funny because like when they're talking about um, Survivor Series being the same date that the Miz cashed in the money in the bank contract the first time on Orton. I, th- I think what they're going to do it, or what they should do anyways is they'll have um, him cashing the bank, uh, money in the bank on Orton, but I think the fiend on interfere and like just destroy both of them. Sounds yeah. good to me. 
Because that's after Monday night. That's uh, definitely where this this is heading. Uh, we'll, we'll get in that here in a couple minutes. But um, uh, so yeah, that wasn't one of the advertised matches when we recorded last week. So we didn't really have any predictions for that one. Um, then we had Bailey versus Sasha in the Hell in the Cell match, which was probably the out of the three Hell in the Cell matches was the best yeah. match out of the three of them. You know, like Sasha and Bailey always deliver like every single time they're they're putting a match. I, I mean, uh, like it's it's white. It's go ahead, Chris. It's like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yep. Just when you think you're tired of seeing them wrestle each other, they come out and do something that completely makes you forget that they wrestled each other 500 times in the last six yeah. months. I mean, that's I thought- basically Gargano yeah. and Ciampa too. I was gonna say, um, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I'm, I'm advocating for WWE to do away with the Hell in a Cell pay per view, like as a name, and having Hell in a Cell matches. But I mean, Sasha Banks, man. I remember last year, uh, everybody. I mean, that was the big thing out of, out of last year was how good her Hell in a Cell match with uh, Becky Lynch was. Um, I mean, she yeah. put together some. Pretty good matches. I mean, uh, Bailey did try to fuck it up a little bit by trying to duct tape two kendo <laughs> together. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad she kind of gave up on it. <laughs> 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 but other than that, it was pretty pretty solid match. It was, it was pretty good. Um, so Sasha ends up winning the SmackDown Women's Championship, ending Bailey's record-breaking run. Um, I believe we land on that one. Uh, Carl picked Sasha, and I picked Bailey, and you, Garrett, picked Bailey. Didn't sign the contract, <laughs> <laughs> and then then ended up picking Bailey. <laughs> so, so Carl's actually yeah. going to be this. What, what do you know? Yeah. Broken clocks, right? Oh, let's see what's we right. have. Yep. Uh, excuse me and then the uh, main event Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton Hell in a Cell match for the WWE Championship Um, Orton picks up the win finally we've been picking Orton for how long and he finally wins the damn match for the title so so all three of us picked Orton on this one again just like last month yeah uh, um I bought three. This is like this match probably used the utilized the cage more than uh, the others. Um, but uh, I was wondering why was this the main event? Like, uh, it seems like like the WWE. Carl, you're going robot on us. <laughs> All right. Well, so I think we're losing Carl. Maybe. Again. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of technical probably, difficulties. Probably a good thing because um, all he's doing is talking, and we're never going to get this fucking thing over with. It's going to be like yeah. a three and a half hour so, episode. So basically, Carl is like, what? Like when we've talked about this, you know, a couple days ago, it's why was this the main event? 
like the biggest reason why this was the main event, in my my opinion, is because it's Randy Orton. And it's Randy Orton winning the championship. Like you don't want to put that like in the middle of the card or before like your main event match. Like that this this is gonna be your main event, like plain and simple. Um, but the one thing is the random like ledge that they put on the on the cell that was like positioned perfectly above the announce table. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. The one thing that I've the always only spot. hated it wasn't about anywhere. the cell too is you always know when they're going to climb up it because you can clearly see the holes they make for it, which always yeah. kills me. I, it's just crazy. Like you mean to tell like it would have been a different story, like or not as you know noticeable if they put that ledge around the entire cell, but they only put it in one spot. Yep. It was, it was really bad. What was bad? <sighs> the the ledge that they put on the help. Yeah, the yeah, that was fucking steep. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, <laughs> oh, "There's a spot." Um, what I was saying before I I got all roboty. Um, as another thing too was I, I was trying to figure out why this was the main event and not the uh, Sasha Bailey or the Roman Reigns Jay Uso since uh the fan base kind of has more invested in those two storylines um, than the Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. I mean, not yeah, Reigns, uh, but it's pretty Randy much Orton, like... Yeah, well, we were, I've kind of figured that's where you're going with it because you know, we've talked about it. So um, I basically I was saying that um, it was the main event mainly because it's Randy Orton winning a championship. Like, that's not something you're going to put, like... In the middle of a card. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like that's that's going to be your main event. That's the thing too. Like that. That's my problem with the whole. Like I wish they would do away with Hell in a Cell, um, TLC, and Money in the Bank. Like if you want to do those stipulations every once in a while, that's fine. But I think like the three Hell in a Cell matches is kind of oversaturated. One because. All three matches are not going to utilize the cell, and then you have, uh, or you know, the table lines and chairs or whatever. Um, yeah. So like it, it becomes difficult, and you put a lot of pressure on people because they're doing the same stipulation. You know what I'm saying? They're doing the same stipulation three times in a row instead of, and then you, you don't want to put them back to back. So then it's like, how do you build uh, the mat? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you build the card? It's not like like you're starting with like one of like what could possibly be the main event as like your opening match. Uh, even last year, uh, yeah, Sasha and Bailey was like the opening match, right, or like the second match. Yeah, it was early yeah, on. Yeah, and it was like that was the best match, and it's like the opening of their preview. It's like weird. Okay, but um. It was like it was an okay pay per view. I mean, I have low expectations to begin with, but I mean, it was okay. The the funniest thing though, like that made me chuckle a little bit when I saw it is uh, when they start using the stairs and <laughs> and the uh, uh, the Randy Order Randy Orton Drew McIntyre match. I'm like, oh my god, don't call the match! <laughs> they pulled off the stairs. 
<laughs> Good. Oh man. So yeah, that's hell in the cell. Uh let's move into Raw. Um Retribution loses an eight man tag match against the Hurt Business. Like these guys just keep losing. Like they built them up so big. And now they're just losing every single time I'm they get in the ring. And we haven't even seen yeah, we haven't even seen Mia Yim wrestle since she's been brought up with Retribution. So they've done absolutely nothing with her in the women's division. So, like, what's the point? Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm not a big fan um, of them unless they're on TV or if they lose every match. I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have. We had the uh, team set for Raw's Survivor oh, Series, traditional 10-man teams. Uh, so your women's team is Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Lana, who won a fatal four-way match to get out of, the, on the out team. of those four women. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> yeah, like I'm cool with Shayna, Nia, Dana, and Mandy, but why Lana? Why why Lana? There's other women on your Raw roster. That could have been put in this match, like freaking um, uh, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan. Like, yeah. like it's just like dumb. Oh, that's right. They didn't move the SmackDown. I can't, I forgot. I forgot they got drafted to SmackDown. Who the hell else is out? Who Peyton, else Royce. Is Raw? Peyton Royce. Why can't we get Peyton Royce on the on the team? You're gonna put Lana on there? Like nobody gives a shit about Lana. Like nobody does. Everyone's sick of Lana, and have been for a while. But yeah, but um, the men's team, so they do one fatal four-way match for the women, and they got all the other four competitors already on the team. What the men's matches we get qualifiers for, which AJ Styles went to his Keith Lee, Sheamus, and I guess Drew McIntyre was just put which on is, the team. Which is, which so is kind of stupid, though, because it's like, like if you're building a – uh, a team that you're wanting to like be successful for your brand, wouldn't you just put like uh, AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy on the same team instead of just making them verse each other? Yeah. Pretty much. Do you, do you guys remember who the fifth like member was? Fifth member. Yeah, I think it's. I think they only qualified uh, four. Uh, yeah, and then four. like the fifth is supposed to be like up okay. and coming or something. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yay. Uh, let's see. So there's those. Then we end the show with the moment of bliss uh, with Randy Orton as the uh, hazard guest. So this pretty much breaks down. Uh, McIntyre comes out. Orton and McIntyre start brawling. Uh, lights go out. Orton's on the stage. McIntyre's in the ring. They're staring each other down. And behind Orton is the Fiend. So Orton just kind of like glances over his shoulder, sees he's there, really not scared, and he ends up, you know, making a beeline back towards the ring, and him and McIntyre start brawling again. Which, Carl, the one thing I said to Chris is they need to play it off if they do this Fiend feud with Orton. They need to play it that Orton isn't scared of the Fiend because he shouldn't be. Well, I mean, technically he is scared. He shouldn't be. Well, he, he. I mean, he burned he, down the fucking fire, the fucking 
Wyatt compound bullshit and all the shit he did to Wyatt, he shouldn't be scared yeah, no, of him at all. Yeah, he had the chance. So that was like the whole point of the the segment. He had a chance to turn around and go through the fiend to get out, but instead of fighting the fiend, he went back to the ring after McIntyre. Or he just wanted to beat the shit out of McIntyre because he was giving him a, a dirty look, which is probably more. No, he was trying. He was trying to get away from McIntyre. He was trying to get away from <laughs> McIntyre. That's why he was halfway up the ramp when the lights went out. And then he seen the fiend was behind him, so he ran back to the ring. I thought he was, you know, off the ramp because he had to take a shit. The way, I read it, the, the way I read it was he was trying to get away from McIntyre, <laughs> and the Fiend kind of showed up, and he was scared of the Fiend, so he went back in the ring to face McIntyre because McIntyre was a less of opponent than the Fiend would be. That's how I interpret it. But um, either way, either way, we're leading towards something involving the three of them. Whether it's a Orton and McIntyre, Orton and the Fiend, or a triple threat match between the three of them, so it's it's yeah. gonna happen at I some just, point. I just hope you they know, don't I ruin think... like the Fiend. Like, I mean, it's okay to put him in the title hunt, but I like him more as like a guy that just like wrecks shit rather than you know like a title yeah. hunter. The Fiend, the Fiend is one of those characters that just to me doesn't seem like a title is something that he desires. It's like he thrives more on the chaos that's evolving around him or creating that chaos in, instead of capturing a championship <laughs> or getting, you know, or getting revenge on someone like Orton, who burnt down the Wyatt family compound, um, Daniel Bryan for betraying, betraying Bray Wyatt, um, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So it's like the fiend is out to get revenge for the people that have wronged. Maybe Bray. he'll come back. Maybe you're wrong, Chris. Maybe he does care about the title, and he'll come back wearing a bandana and driving a motorcycle. I'm say I'm gonna say after oh, Orton, there's awesome. only one other person you can go after. Who's that? He's gonna have to go to. Uh, have to go to AEW for that one though. He can go after he can go after anybody he wants yeah. to. He's fucking, if you write it right, he'd be like, "Brody Lee, you're mine. I'm the actual leader of the." <laughs> oh, you you talking about Brody Lee? Order. I thought I thought you I thought you were talking about uh Matt Hardy. No, no, no. Uh, I talk about Brody Lee. <laughs> yeah, all right, lost Carl again, but uh, let's get into NXT. Probably the high point of the week, um, NXT's Halloween Havoc. I have been clamoring for years for them to bring back Halloween Havoc, and they did not disappoint um, for being a pretty much a special edition of you know the standard Wednesday night show. This really played off like a takeover. It was set up like a takeover. The matches on here were pretty much takeover quality matches, and it was just it was amazing. So, like, right down to like the the cemetery setup that they had, um, the platform for Shotzi with the uh, the wheel, it was great. And like Shotzi's multiple costume changes throughout the entire night, great. It was great. It was awesome. Oh. Carl, we're talking yeah, Halloween havoc it now. It's good. Oh man. Unless they want to talk Halloween havoc, like it was good. Like, and then I'm down for it. 
<laughs> now we can talk Halloween 2000, the main event, Goldberg versus. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh motherfucking Goldberg versus Chronic in a handicap match. Yep, that was the, that was the main event, Halloween Havoc 2000. The worst Halloween Havoc event in history. Oh, man. But, yeah, Wednesday night was awesome. You had the uh, uh, Damian Priest defending the title, North American Championship against Johnny Gargano. Uh, spin the wheel, make the deal match. Um, ended up being a Devil's Playground, which is essentially a false count anywhere, no disqualification, like extreme rules type match is basically what it was. But this match, the finish of this match, Ghostface, someone in a Ghostface costume, helped Johnny Gargano get the win. I mean, it was the we, all know, we all know who we all know who it was. But go, but go ahead. Was it Zodiac? Yeah, Champa. Exactly who it was. <laughs> I I don't know. It was it was just insane. Well, cause... it depends. Is it? Uh, if it's the same person that was in the the Candice match, then I absolutely know who it was. And it looked like the same person. Maybe. Or it could have been um who's the who's the chick that's Indy right now? That's what, that's like India Hartwell pretty or someone sure or... who it was for both of them. Yeah. I, mean, yeah makes I wouldn't sense. be surprised. It makes sense. The way they're going with that storyline. You don't think it was the Zodiac? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the Zodiac. Nope. Nope. Could have been the Shockmaster. <laughs> Definitely not fat enough to be the Shockmaster. What about Kevin Sullivan, maybe? Oh, uh, let's... No, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, we saw... What else we had? We had an in-ring segment with uh, McAfee, Birch, and Oni Lorkin. Uh, basically, McAfee was running down Undisputed Era and Adam Cole, and you know, you know, typical spiel. Then uh, Kyle O'Reilly comes out, gets on the ring apron, and then all of a sudden, Pete's Dun- Pete Dunn's music starts playing, and we get the return of the Bruiserweight, who comes out to the ring with two steel chairs, hands one to O'Reilly. They get in the ring, and they're about to lay into McAfee, Birch, and Oni. But instead, Dunn wails O'Reilly with a chair. Oh, yeah. Like, like once they, immediately. Once they got in the ring with the two stale chairs, I was like, oh, he's hitting them on the back. Here it comes. Yep. So, looks like we got a new faction with uh, McAfee, Orkin, um, Oni, Birch and Pete Dunn. I'm not. I think he helps them. I mean, I don't think Pete Dunn obviously doesn't really need it, but he just kind of helps boost that team. And then you just have Pat there as their mouthpiece, which is good. Yeah. I mean, like the benefit is all on McAfee, honestly. So, like, he's going to, you got three guys that are top level talent in NXT, and you're pairing them up with McAfee, who had a great outing at TakeOver 30 against Adam Cole who's only going to get better and learn from these three guys. And I think it's, I, I, I think I'm it's a good saying. choice. So 
and then having them go up against. I'm just saying, if the Yeti wasn't there, it wasn't Halloween Havoc. Oh, the, the Yeti, Yeti was, was there. there. Yep, yeah, there was a uh, there's a backstage segment with um <laughs> with Drake Maverick dressed as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And he's being interviewed and he kept calling the chick Mean Jean. And she's like, I'm you know my name. I'm not I'm not Mean Jean. And he's like, Come on, can't you just go with it? It's Halloween. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, like this dude comes in dressed as the giant. And then here comes the mummy. <laughs> yes, folks, it's the Yeti. And they're like sandwich Hulk Hogan between the two of them. Like, it's not been hot. <laughs> it's not even hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then here comes Killian Dane dressed as a shock master who comes busting through a curtain and doesn't fall. And <laughs> Maverick's like, you're supposed to fall. And Dane's like, I'm not falling <laughs> on me arse. He's like, he's like, well, I have the thing that I put back there, you know, that you're supposed to trip on. He's like, he's like, I'm moving that out of the way. He's like, I wasn't falling. <laughs> so he's like, oh, this is how you do it. So he takes the shock master helmet. And uh, starts walking and immediately trips and falls <laughs> on his ass. So that was that actually was a pretty funny. solid segment. I did like that. No. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, Santos Escobar defeated Jake Atlas, um, retaining the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, we have the Haunted House, Haunted House of Terror uh, between Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis. Uh, Loomis ends up winning um, after, you know, Grimes gets the shit scared out of him. And apparently in a How to Toss of Terror match, the use of zombies on your opponent is legal. <laughs> that match is <was> so... That <laughs> match is very creepy. As a, and so Wade Barrett was uh, kind enough to let us know that the use of zombies hey, was hey, 100% Chris, legal. Have which, a, uh, which, which, speaking of, speaking of Wade Barrett, the whole commentary thing killed me. Did you see that little bit when uh, he finally saw Big Joseph dressed as Waldo? He's like, what the fuck? He was like, what the fuck are you dressed as? He's like, well, what are you dressed as? What do you think? I'm Bad News Barrett, and I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. I think. Your costume shit. That was hilarious. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah. But one of the cool parts that Haunted House of Terror terror match was uh, when the van rolls up for Grimes and uh, out comes Freebird himself, Michael P.S. Hayes, strutting, talking about going down to Bad Street, USA. <laughs> and Grimes is like, is this where this bus is going? Because I want to go there. He's like, I don't know where this thing's going, man. I just got picked up a few miles down the road. And he's like, starting to start away. <laughs> oh, man, it was great. So Grimes gets in the, the thing and he goes to the haunted house thing. So that was actually pretty cool. It was a great match. Great little little cinematic thing that they were doing. Um, then we had Ripley defeating Raquel Gonzalez. That was, really good. That was a great match. Like really like hard hitting match between the two of them. It was, it was freaking amazing. Um, and then the main event, uh, another spin the wheel make the deal match lands on tables, ladders, and scares. Uh Io Shirai defends her title and retains against Candace LeRae. Um, despite Candace getting help from Ghostface, 
uh, which Shotzi was able to put the kibosh on that as she hit the ring and and dropped Ghostface in the electric chair drop. Uh, which which leads me to believe all as well that it's right. that it's India Hartwell. So, uh, yeah, NXT, great. Before we get great to AEW, I just wanted to put in a couple of UK things this week. Um, Devlin came back this week okay. um, saying he was the actual Cruiserweight champion. So, hopefully, we'll get him back on NXT sometime so we can get him and Santos because I definitely want to see that both show. And we finally got Walter nice. versus Dragunov. And Walter retained in a brutal match Ooh. from what I read. I read that match was brutal. We'll have, we'll have to check that out. So, but yeah, Walter ended Definitely up Definitely going to have to check that out. So, interesting stuff. Nice. All right, so let's roll into AEW. Um, we all saw it coming. Adam Page defeats Wardlow. Like, sir, like, try to be a little more unpredictable. AEW. Trying to be like WWE. Um, Eddie Kingston defeats Matt. Right. <laughs> this throw us a curveball or something. Um, Eddie Kingston defeated Matt Seidel. We have the town hall meeting uh, between Jericho, hilarious. MJF, and the Inner Circle. Uh, <laughs> uh, so if uh, Jericho will be taking on MJF at full gear. If MJF wins, he'll be allowed to join the inner circle. Uh, we had Cody defeat Orange Cassidy in a lumberjack match, um, which another one of those spots that I saw in that match was um, the suplex off the top rope to 15 guys right. standing there waiting for them to fall. 15 guys standing there waiting for Cody and Orange Cassidy to fall. They couldn't act like they're fighting each other, which they were literally two minutes before they started ascending the top rope, ascending the ropes to do the superplex spot. They continue to fight each other. You got a few seconds. Like, Jesus, that's just stupid. Um, let's see. We had new NWA Women's Champion Serena Deeb defend the title against Layla Hirsch. This is really bad when your own women's champion is not on your show, but the NWA Women's Champion is. Um, but Allison K was not very happy with this match as neither one of these two are on the NWA roster or were a part of the NWA roster um, prior to COVID happening. So Serena Deeb being the NWA Women's Champion and defending the title against someone that's not even in the NWA, I mean, I can, I can see right. Allison's point with this one. Uh, let's see. And match of the night for AEW, Kenny Omega taking on El Penta Zero and picking up the win on that and advancing to the finals uh, for the number one contender spot at full gear. Uh, so it'll be Page, Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega, which we all called from the get-go. I think I had uh, like Jungle Boy or somebody going all the way. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, awesome. All right. So let's get into the quick and dirty results here. Yes, I've made this a new segment. It's mainly just the, the stuff that we all don't watch very often, um, but kind of want to keep tabs on. So 
We'll start with Impact. We have the Knockout Tag Team Championships returning. Uh, they will be starting a three-week tournament uh, coming up. I believe next week is when that starts. Uh, but Bound for Glory, X-Division Championship Scramble, or Heat Raju retained after pinning Trey Miguel. The Collier Shot Gauntlet had a few surprises in there with Davari, Hornswoggle, and James Storm uh, making the returns to Impact. Uh, Final Four came down to Rhino, Heath, James Storm, and Sammy Callahan. Uh, Callahan tossed out both uh, James Storm and Heath Miller, Heath Slater, or just Heath. Heath Whatever. Um, And in their (laughs) – and with their uh, championship scramble – um, once the final two are in, it becomes a standard singles match. You know, Callahan versus Rhino. Uh, Rhino ends up picking up the win with the gore, um, earning a title shot and a contract for Keith. And we'll get into what they intend on doing, what Rhino intends on doing with that title shot opportunity. Uh, let's see. So as a caller shot, we had Ken Shamrock taking on Eddie Edwards. Uh, Shamrock ends up picking up the win. On the pre-show, Shamrock was inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame by none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So The Rock has appeared on Impact Television via video. <laughs> well, um, it's pretty cool. Lots of uh, WWE and UFC legends um, hyping up Shamrock's career and induction into the Impact Hall of Fame. Uh, tag team championship match. The North regains the titles in a four way with the Motor City Machine Guns and Good Brothers and Ace Austin and Mad Mad Fulton. Knockout championship. Sue Young wins the title from Deanna Brazo. This match was allig- originally slated to be Kylie Ray versus Deanna Brazo, but Kylie Ray for some reason was a no show to the event. So last minute scramble, we got Sue Young, not Susie, Sue Young who takes the belt from Deanna Perrazzo. Uh Then we had Moose and EC3 fighting in an undisclosed location. Um, Moose ends up winning the battle with that one. And then Rich Swan picks up the win and is your new Impact World Champion. Whew. Good stuff. Can you hear that, Gary? Awful Glory was a good event. But, um, we get into Hear what? I was jerking off. I was making sure you couldn't hear it. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, so, sounds like we got a little bit of audio trouble here, too. So bear with us, folks. Uh, Tuesday night, world champion Rich Swan defends his title against Eric Young. Uh, Young ended up attacking Swan prior to the match, but Swan still picks up the win. Uh, we had Tommy Dreamer take on, taking on Brian Myers in a hardcore Halloween match. This match literally had a bag full of candy corn and thumbtacks and hornswoggle in a garbage can. Who comes out with some barbecue tongs and grabs Brian Myers by the nuts, uh, allowing Dreamer to hit the, uh, the Dreamer driver for the win. Um, then we go to the wedding of Johnny Bravo and Rosemary. Um, which ended after the I do's of Johnny Bravo and Rosemary. Um, yep, I Bravo I got shot, so they killed. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. They killed Johnny Bravo. God dang it! 
Yep. <laughs> so they killed Johnny Bravo off that. So I have, um, I have Ring of Honor. I don't have anything in there for Ring of Honor. Then. Uh, 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 nice. Tracy Williams uh, defeated upsets Jay Lethal, and Jonathan Gresham defeated Josh Wood. So those are your. That is your final for the pure nice. championship title. No, it's so Gresham, Gresham and, and Williams. Tracy Williams. Yeah, Tracy Williams beat. Lethal. Oh, Gresham and Williams. Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, I met Williams. Oh, nice. That's that's very surprising because we pretty much had that pegged down to be. I think everybody Jay Lethal and, and Jonathan Gresham, which is great. Good and kudos, right. kudos yeah. to Ring of Honor for doing something different, for going against the grain of what we were expecting. So, fantastic. Um, all right, so we're gonna round out and get in the ring segment with UWN Primetime. Um, like we said, Serena Deeb defeats Thunder Rosa for the NW Women's Championship. It is insane with that. Oh, that was like the big thing coming out of that. Um, they also started a UWN World Championship tournament, uh, which had Chris Dickinson defeating AW, AEW talent Peter Avalon. Uh, we had some tag team action as the Bodega Boys defeated the Real Money Brothers. And then Ray Rosas defeated Kevin Martinson, um, if retaining the Hollywood Heritage Championship. <laughs> what the f is going on? Carl's getting more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our get in the ring segment. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back with um. Don't have a lot of points of articulation news, but we'll be back with the uh, the Wrestling Gun Wrestling Federation for Week Three. Go over some uh the voting results for that. And we got Carl's pick for theme of the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. So let's get into the little bit of points of articulation. Um, not really a whole lot coming out. They did see the they did release the mock images for the new WrestleMania series, um, which includes the build a figure for Paul Ellering, um, which has the WrestleMania China figure in there, which looks pretty awesome. Um, that's pretty much the biggest thing. Uh, Legend Series Two is now showing up nationwide. Target stores look for the sidecap shipper that has at least four of each figure in the wave on there as well i did pick up the ultimate warrior from that set which looks pretty freaking awesome and i got in the aw unrivaled series one brandy Rhodes. i got my little brand brand in the mail the other day all right so i'm pretty psyched for that so holla holla her skin tone's a little light compared to like what she should be but it's <laughs> 
<laughs> like it, it is. Like my wife was looking at it and looking at the picture on the side of the box. She's like, "Damn, she almost looks like she's a white girl." <laughs> like literally, like she's not as dark as she should be. Like the skin tone's a little off. And they could have gave her interchangeable hands. God damn it! <laughs> Seriously, shouldn't even come with a sledgehammer. She's got a picture of the of her with the sledgehammer on the back of the box from when Cody busted that throne. And what they should have did was have a figure of her holding her action figure. So like it comes with like another <laughs> mini figure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Oh man, that'd be great. So yeah, that's pretty much all I got for um, points of articulation. Not really a whole lot. Uh, Ringside Fest though is next weekend, uh, so that'll be a virtual con. Um, so pretty much free to attend for everyone, and I'm sure we'll get some uh, some reveals from some new stuff coming from there as well. <sighs> all right, guys. The WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation, sponsored by the DailyShopStop.com. That's the DailyShopStop.com. Your one-stop shop for all your cool gadgets and workout gear. I should have checked to make sure that this promotion was still valid before I put it in there. <laughs> We're double-checking now. <laughs> I think it is. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yes, 50% off the entire site. And still free shipping on all orders over $100. So go check out the dailyshopstop.com. Get you some cool shit and some cool gadgets and some cool workout gear if you're into that kind of stuff. I'm fat. I don't work out. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, I'm about to say, I start start look like the head of the table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so voting results for week three um heat wave lost the votes uh money shot and saturday night special both tied with two which brings us to our weekly our week three totals for the entire duration now um all three of us are tied at six so very fitting for Halloween. Yes, it is. So, so this is also brought to you by Satan. <laughs> <laughs> New sponsor of the show. <laughs> Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Ah, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was heading down to Georgia, though. Heading down to Georgia. Heading out of the crossroads. Yeah, he's heading down to Georgia at those crossroads, you know, looking for a soul to steal. Met up with some kid named Johnny, and he met his match that night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I just kind of got derailed on there. Let's get into our week three, month two. I mean, week. Russell Gun Wrestling Federation be week four. Week four, my bad. Week four, <laughs> month two. The pay per views. All right. Stop fucking opening like everything that I don't want to open. <laughs> 
<laughs> Literally, I went to click on the freaking like paper. I know. I'm funny what like, I'm laughing at. All I hear in the background is is Carl. Sorry, I'm like on a little toddler looking, bed. Looking through all his fucking notes, trying to find his notes. <laughs> the sad thing is, I don't think I can fucking read these. Carl is too drunk. Carl is too drunk. Which is why he needs to go first. I'm going to go first? Yeah, definitely. All right, let me know when I'm ready. You let us know when you're ready. All right. Well, y'all like at least like come in every once in a while, so I don't think I cut off because like it seems like when I talk a lot, it cuts me off for some reason. No, you're good. I'll let you know. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, Saturday night special. Um. The title of this pay-per-view, which is not a pay-per-view because they're streaming it live free on YouTube, uh, is called Crossroads. And instead of taking place in Memphis, it's going to stay at that bar in Nashville. Lance Russell and Jim Ross is on commentary. The show opens with the Blue Orster Cult on stage playing Flaming Telepath, the theme of... Um, this pay-per-view. Alumo pulls up outside. Out jumps CM Punk. He walks in, sits down at the bar. The bartender brings him a beer and said that guy paid for it. CM Punk says, no thanks, I don't drink. Austin says, well, hell you don't. You're going to do it tonight. You may be the number one contender, but I get to take the stipulation. And if you want to try to start tonight, then you have to... Battle me in a drunken brawl match. Sam Punk was like, damn it, I really want this match. So you're on, Austin. So what in the hell is a drunken brawl match? Austin's like, well, me and you are going to chug two beers real quick. And then we're going to have a beer uh, every 20 minutes until our match starts. And then once our match starts, we're going to take a shot of tequila. And then every five minutes during the match, we'll take another shot of tequila if the match is still going. <laughs> oh my god. This is great. Go ahead. Alright. So, the opening contest is China and Jeff Jarrett. Following up their grudge match from the last couple of weeks, China picks up the victory when she hits Jeff Jarrett over the head with his own guitar. That he was planning to use on her before the referee took it away from him. My second match is Charlotte Flair versus Miss Texas, but it's not for the title, it's for an opportunity for Miss Texas to earn the title. And this is a Jack O'Lantern on a pole match. That's right, the first ever Jack O'Lantern on a pole is at Crossroads. And Jackie picked up the win by climbing the pole after Charlotte put her in the figure eight leg lock. Everybody's like, what the hell? You gotta climb the pole, Charlotte. Cost her too much time. Jackie recovers, hits her with that DDT, and climbs the pole. My match three is Eddie Guerrero versus Cody Rhodes. 
as promised last week. Uh, MJF is accompanying Eddie Guerrero. Uh, but things take a turn uh, when the ref's back is turned. MJF tosses some brass nuts into the ring. But wait, he doesn't toss them to Eddie Guerrero. No, he tosses them to Cody. Cody hits Eddie with the brass nuts and picks up the win. And MJF and Cody beat down Eddie Guerrero afterwards. And uh, uh, MJF says, I learned from the best. Why cheat and steal? So we have a, a heel. T- well, I don't know if it's really a heel turn, but you know. A heel on a heel turn, heel turn. But Cody, I guess, is heel, so it is a heel turn. Alright, match four is the stable versus stable to see who's the best stable in all of wrestling and to figure out who the mystery of punk, uh, mystery man is. So Jerry King Lawyer, Brian Christopher, and Eddie Gilbert, Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Rich head out to the ring, and then we have. Rick Flair enter with Arn Anderson and Miss uh, and Tony Blanchard. I fucked up my fucking reveal. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. And the reveal, the reveal for the fourth man <laughs> is Mr. Perfect. Kurt Henning. Yes, I was like, I was like, Mr. I was like, oh, God, he fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kurt Henning is the fourth. Uh, the fourth member of the of the four horsemen. Uh, this match is like a total brawl. Uh, the match gets kind of scattered around the building, uh, but Mr. Perfect hits um, um, Brian Christopher uh, with the perfect flex to pick up the the win. Um, and then we get to the drunken um, uh, drunken brawl match. Uh, Austin and CM Punk make their way uh, out to the to the ring, take their shots of tequila. CM Punk is definitely way out of his element. You know, the guy's never drunk before, so he's not taking to the liquor too well. But he is able to survive with Austin for 10 minutes and get him another shot of tequila. Uh, well, another two shots of tequila. Uh, but um, I, I, I didn't state this, the stipulation, so this kind of works like a... A left man standing match, but you get to the count of 25 because you're impaired and it's hard to get back up. Um, but Austin uh, picks up the win when he hits him with a stunner, and it looks like CM Punk is going to recover, but no, he, he falls back down uh, and can't get back up. <laughs> uh, and then my, my final match. Uh, if you technically want to call it a match, because the reason why it's coming on last is because they wasn't able to get it sanctioned by the Tennessee Athletic Commission, and that is the Bob Wire Massacre tag team match, Rob Van Dam and Sabu versus Terry Funk and Texas Jack, and oh my lord, it is a bloody brawl. It is a pure bloodbath, uh... Rob Van Dam hit the Van Damnator on Cactus Jack um, with a chair that's wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, Sabu uh, goes for a suicide dive uh, onto Terry Funk, but misses and hits the thing, uh, ripping off, you know, skin and flesh. Uh, it is as bloody um, as you think it would be. 
Uh, Bill Alfonso actually gets involved in the match a little bit and gets bloodied up as well uh, as he gets hit uh, with a baseball bat covered in barbed wire by Cactus Jack. But, uh, strangely enough, the the match ends in a no contest. Uh, all four wrestlers are bleeding profusely, and uh, yeah, they call the match uh, because they don't want anyone to die. Um, and that's how the the pay-per-view ends. I thought you were gonna say they lost too much blood, so they all passed out, and then they couldn't no one could pin each other. <laughs> Oh god. Oh, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> All right. Sure. Garrett, you want to sure, go next? I'll go next you and save yours for last. Sure, why not? All right. All right. So, uh, welcome to Money Shot Second Pay-Per-View Brawloween. Every match on the pay-per-view has a stipulation of its own. So, Time to get into this amazing action we have tonight. Starting off with probably what would be the best match of the night, if it were me. Uh, <clears throat> Keith Lee versus Kenny Omega in a 60-minute Iron Man match to start off my pay-per-view for the U.S. title. At the 20-minute mark, Omega ends up getting a roll-up after a super kick to head for a pinfall. He gets one on the board. At the 37-minute mark, he hits a V-trigger to pin Lee again. Now he's up 2-0. Lee gets fired up and hits a spirit bomb to get his first fall at the 45-minute mark. Coming down to the last few seconds, Lee hits a Vader bomb, then hits another spirit bomb. But time runs out, and he can't get the pin in time, so Omega retains his title. My second match is DIY versus The Outsiders in a Tornado Elimination Tag Match. DIY end up hitting Scott Hall with double kicks to the head to eliminate him. Nash comes in, destroys both guys, ends up eliminating Ciampa with a jackknife powerbomb. Gargano then ends up locking the Gargano escape and taps out Nash to become the new tag champs. My match three is Adam Page versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the money shot title. This match is a barbed wire street fight. Page gets busted open fairly early with a barbed wire kendo stick shot from Nakamura. But it's all for naught because Page throws Nakamura through a barbed wire table set up outside the ring, then throws him back in, hits a buck shot, and wins the money shot title. A match four is Becky Lynch versus Mercedes Martinez in a last woman standing match. Becky comes to the ring with a kendo stick in hand, uses it to beat the shit out of Martinez with it to start it off. But Martinez gets her wits about her, ends up finding a nightstick under the ring, and destroys Becky's knee with it. Then she takes her out to the top, Carl, I hate you. <laughs> Martinez gets her on her shoulders, takes her up to the ramp, and throws her off into some electrical equipment. Becky can't get back up to the 10 count, and Martinez retains her title. On match 5, it's Seth Rollins versus Naito in a steel cage funhouse match. That's right, a funhouse match. 
There are weapons lying throughout the cage that you can get for whatever you want. Rollins finds his steel chair first, uses it to beat Naito with it. But Naito gets the upper hand and gets the strap and whips Rollins with it. Naito tries to use some brass nuts, but Rollins hits a suplex on a bed of thumbtacks set up earlier in the match. Rollins curves Naito on a steel chair to pick up the victory. And then match six is Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the world for the world title. Uh, <clears throat> this is a TLC match. So they raise the title up in the air to start the match. Cole uses the ladder at the beginning at, to to destroy Finn with it, and does a does some outside dives. He ends up putting Finn through a ladder that was set up between the uh, announce table and the ring. Cole then has his opportunity to get to the top of the ring, to the top of the, to the top of the ladder. Fuck, I can't talk. And as he goes to try and grab the ladder, to grab the title, the lights go out, they come back on, and the demon's face is in Adam Cole's way. He gets thrown off the top of the ladder, and the demon beats the shit out of Cole, throws him through a table, and climbs up and regains his title. And that is how the show ends. That was awesome. Uh... (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> sorry for laughing, but dude, I thought you, I thought you said this that she goes to hit Becky, but Becky's pregnant. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. I was like, "What is he about to say this?" And it made me laugh in my head. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "God knows." <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, awesome! Yeah, I I started thinking. I was like, I was like, I wanted to do a, an Iron Man match, and I only had two matches. I was like, man, could you imagine Keith Lee and Omega in an Iron Man match? Holy shit! That'd <laughs> oh, be pretty funny. awesome. All right. My turn. Here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy Halloween and welcome to the witching hour. Tonight, the heat wave tag team championships are on the line as Demon Bunny defends against Vicious and Delicious in a Monsters Ball match. The television championship is also on the line. And in the main event, Jordan Grace and Taya Valkyrie will enter the steel cage where the only way to win is by escaping the cage. So let's just let's get this show started as we send it to Lillian Garcia at ringside for our opening contest. First match is for the Tag Team Championships in the Monsters Ball match. Demon Bunny versus Vicious and Delicious. Demon Bunny retained after one of the bloodiest matches in Heat Wave history. Rosemary and Allie utilized the barbed wire table that was at ringside, putting Nyla Rose through it with a double suplex. And the finish came after the mandatory bag of thumbtacks were brought into play. The sick and sadistic Rosemary dumped them out on a laid out Mandy Rose all over her face, slammed her head into the thumbtacks with a steel chair. 
which allowed Allie to pick up the win. One, two, three. And retain your tag team champions. Remain your tag team champions. Why well, I said retain. All right. So we have number one contender fatal four-way match between Ember Moon, Asuka, Mickey James, and Ivalice. Mickey James wins after hitting the Mick kick on Asuka while she's attempting to get Ember in the Asuka lock. So Mickey James is your new number one contender and will face the winner of Jordan Grace and Taya Valkyrie at next month's pay-per-view. Uh, next up, we got Hamada versus Piper Niven. Hard-hitting matchup ends in a double disqualification as both Piper and Hamada ended up beating the shit out of each other with steel chairs. And next up, we have the television championship match. Uh, stipulation for this match, if Casey Carlisle fails to win, she can no longer challenge Mia Yim for the title. Casey pulled out all the stops, but it wasn't enough as Mia Yim was able to hit protection neck and pick up the win and retain the television championship and move on to a new competitor. Uh, next up, we have a two versus three handicap match as the beautiful people, all three members of the beautiful people, take on the Divas of Doom. The numbers advantage is too much for the Divas of Doom, and the beautiful people were able to pick up the win. Thus ending this chapter of the beautiful people's tag team career. And they can move on from the Divas of Doom. Then finally, the main event, the World Championship Steel Cage match. Jordan Grace defending against Taya Valkyrie. And again, the only way to win is by escaping the cage. But Jordan Grace was able to retain her title in this hellacious steel cage match. As she was able to finally escape the cage by climbing over the top after hitting the fall from Grace on Taya. Jordan celebrates outside the ring as the show goes off the air. Good. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. So, what was y'all's song? There you have huh? your. What was y'all's song? Um, we'll, we'll discuss it afterwards. Can't oh, okay. let them. Can't let the people know now. It's cheating. <laughs> I didn't mind opening my show. Well, my theme was "Don't Wait Up for Me" by the Donnas. <laughs> All right. So, Russell Getting Wrestling Federation, <laughs> the Monster Bash. <laughs> the Monster Bash. <laughs> I'm going to put that in there. The Monster Bash. That's settled. actually not what I was going to put, but yeah, that's fine. Whatever. It would show up. What were you going to uh, use? Uh, 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 I was going to use uh, Super Beast from Rob Zombie. That sounds cool. Okay. Uh, that's better. Well, we'll go with Super Beast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, as always, the voting is in your guys' hands. So, this is the week four. So, the winner of the total combined weeks for the poll on Twitter. Well, the loser, I should say. Lowest total combined votes. We'll be singing some karaoke from the awesome list of karaoke songs that we have. Um, you can go back a few episodes if you want to want to hear what that's going to sound you like. You can hear my rendition of uh, as uh, I'm, you sing? 
Yeah, that's it. Sixpence and I'm the rapture. Kiss me. Under the What's on? Just just to give you guys just to give you guys some incentive to go vote. I'm gonna give you a few songs that are on our karaoke list. That touch just, myself just so you guys can you know. I touch yep. I touch myself by the divinals. Tearing up um, my heart by in sync. I'll I'll make love to you, boys the men. Um, I'm pretty Mandy sure by Barry Manilow. <laughs> Carol's Whisper is actually on here twice. We have the original version and the cover by Seether. <laughs> We've got um Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Wuha by Busta Rhymes. Oh god. Nobody can do that. I can't wait. Like, oh yeah. I can barely talk. Uh, I can barely talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got some uh some too sexy by Right Said Fred. Too sexy. And one that one that I added, hit him high. From the Space Jam soundtrack by Method Man, LL Cool J, Be Real, Wait, Coolio, and Buster Rhymes. Do we have uh, I'm Too Sexy for my shirt on there? That definitely Yeah, is. Too Sexy. Okay. Right side Fred, Too Sexy. <laughs> we need uh, Rod Stewart uh, Sexy on there. If you like my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, sugar, come on, baby, let me know. I just want, um, I said, come so, on, little baby, just. I just hope uh, Garrett's girlfriend me. keeps voting for me. Um, I appreciate your vote every week, it goes a long way. Uh, keep me from having to sing. Um, <laughs> Whenever you want a private concert, just let me know and I'll sing karaoke for you. <laughs> oh my Come god. On. You guys keep keep voting who's who does not want to hear one of us sing the thong song. <laughs> Come on. Baby movie, but Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, how about some genie in a bottle by Christina Aguilera? This this is all stuff that you guys can hear just by voting for us. Remember, loser with the lowest oh, amount of votes. I'll put a genie in your bottle. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> so Fucking look for the poll on Twitter. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to play. <laughs> Most like a hell dog. <laughs> He's like, ooh. <laughs> 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 All right. So, yeah, be sure to hit up Twitter uh, as soon as the poll goes up. It's generally up for five days because Carl says I'm cheating by putting it up for 24 I hours. Don't care. <laughs> so, it's been set for five days. So, there we go. Um, so we'll leave you. Carl, what you got for theme of the week? Um, I believe we already discussed this, Chris. Um, that uh, certain colors seem to be better Is than be... certain colors. Uh, so I'm going to go with current white. Oh, Lord. All right. So, so theme of the week was the failed Chavo Guerrero gimmick, Kerwin White. <laughs> 
there we go that is your theme of the week we'll pop that in and you guys can enjoy that um that's gonna wrap up another edition of the Russell Gunn podcast that's actually episode 65 one more more thing in the books um remember everyone get out and vote Kanye West I never thought my life could be this good really what we're, we're trying to get rid of one psychopath, and you want to put another one in there? He's not a psychopath, man. He's, he's just um, got a vision from God, like the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers are on yeah, a mission he's got a, he's got a mission. God told them that he's going to be president of the free world to bring about world peace. No, fuck that. that. That's not a good enough mission for Kanye. Kanye needs to go jump off a cliff or something. <laughs> His family would be better off without him. He's got to go to <laughs> and take his wife with him. Oh, whatever. <laughs> go vote. Go vote for whoever you want to vote for. <laughs> Just make sure you're making an informed decision. And if you want, if you're wondering how to stop my life, on that name, note, if you're writing in votes. Just know that I'm too young to be president, so please don't write me. I never thought my life could be this good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, this is episode 65 of Gun Podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out. Um, make sure you go hit up our social media, Twitter at Pod with 1D, Instagram Pod with 2Ds, Facebook.com slash Pod with 1D as well, merch store, all that stuff. You'll see the link tree on all the social media posts promoting the show check those out lots of good stuff there best way to support the show buy a t-shirt buy a mask buy some stickers something something cool um yeah so that's that's pretty much all i got thank you guys for listening we really do appreciate it um on behalf of myself christy heat matthews garrett g money mun and the tennessee jesus carl crossland thank you all for listening and we'll check you guys next week later marks to embrace the day I take my coffee by the pool I pass my picket fence and gaze across my new mowed lawn